Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering Insidious the Red Door. We skipped over reviewing a few movies because we wanted to do a more recent one. (laughs) But before we go into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. To be fair, we didn't, we did skip a few movies in the Insidious world. Yeah, we didn't, we've skipped uh, three and the the key one, which is the fourth one. But so we're doing the fifth those one. were technically prequels. Fair. So we continued chronologically. Fair. In the series. Fair, fair. <laughs> but anyway. <Just> <laughs> um, I am drinking. I'm doing a repeat. Uh, I'm doing the Plum Deluxe Comfort Blend Black Tea. And yes, it is comfort in a cup. Thanks for asking. (laughs) It's got black tea, cinnamon chips, orange peel, ginger, clove, and orange extract. I was thirsty, so I needed a new (laughs) cup of tea. Um, I am drinking Republic of Teas Red Tea, Good Hope Vanilla. And it's got Rebos... Natural vanilla flavor and vanilla beans. And this is naturally caffeine-free. Yep. But thank you to the uh, Republic of Tea and Plum Deluxe for allowing us to continue to do what we love. And for our tea sippers out there, for yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. So for the summary, the summary is pretty straightforward. Oh, yeah. So it's um, the... It's like 10 years later. Yeah. So, um, oh man, I should know the kid's name. Dalton. Dalton, thank you. Dalton is going to college, and if you recall, he was the one in the first movie that uh, went into the quote-unquote coma because he had been kidnapped by the lipstick demon. That that's how he. I know, I know, but it makes me giggle every time. I know it's so stupid. Yeah, but anyways. And uh, he's going to art school, and he's doing, like, these really beautiful, like, deep, like, charcoal drawings. And uh, the art instructor is kind of, like, almost having them do, like, a meditation and kind of, like, settle, like, deeper within their mind. And he, like, draws, and it's a a door. And... um, and stuff starts, like, happening. And, oh, I guess one thing to know is, like, the parents... I hate when movies, series do this. But the parents got divorced. And so Dalton and his father, uh, Patrick Wilson... Patrick Wilson? That's his name? It's Pat... Well, I know the actor's name. But his in-movie name is uh, Josh. Uh, they are not on the best of terms. Oh, Navi. <laughs> anyway, my cat is yelling. Um, she's normally so quiet. <laughs> she's 
she's so anxious today, poor Katie. <laughs> she is anxious. She had the vacuum and anyway. the vacuum. Anyways. <laughs> um, but, like, stuff starts happening. And uh, and they still don't remember the whole thing. Because it still it plays right off of the second movie where they were made to forget again about, like, being able to go into the further... Um, but then they like stuff starts happening and it's the mom, I don't know, or the, anyway, they start remembering or they start are being told and they, and the lipstick demon takes Dalton and the father goes in and saves him again. And then they reconcile and the end. But I do... We need to look up the summaries before we do this. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is the last the last one that I'll... Anyways, entertainment. Oh, shoot. The count, the counters. <laughs> I'm going to have such a good time editing this, this episode. This episode's a mess. <laughs> sorry. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. So, entertainment. <laughs> I will say... So keep in mind, this is the fifth movie in the Insidious series. Yeah. The third one was mm, so-so. Fourth Mm. one, absolutely terrible. Yeah. The first two were really solid. Like, honestly, I like the second one even better. I was about to say, the first one was all right. The second one was definitely more solid. Yeah. So in in the tier of movies, I would Mm -hmm. say that this one goes right under a third for me where or it like first second and then this movie to me is like number three as far as like how good it is Mm. compared to the one other ones in the series okay um and the reason why i say that is like they go back to being fairly good at like expanding on the characters making them feel realistic like even without them blatantly telling you like later on in the movie that they got a divorce right when you see the interaction between josh and his wife i forgot her name but anyways um you can just immediately tell that something is off and my immediate thought was oh they're divorced Mm -hmm. And then especially whenever they were writing in separate cards, like they, they give you little clues without being like, oh, yeah, they got divorced and then they show it to you. Well, especially how the kids are kind of avoiding him, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can tell something's off. Yeah. And I like the fact that they don't like shovel that information immediately into your throat before like really showing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was a little sad that they killed off the mom. But it did it did bring a point to the movie where it kind of made them have to deal with it on their own mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Because um, they didn't have Elise, um, at least much, um, because she's she's dead as well. And then they didn't have the mother. And so and they. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, I did. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. <laughs> I uh, I did enjoy, though, the additional uh, characters that they brought in. Like, the art teacher was just, like, 
I love how eccentric they made her. Yes. And it's like, you're like, that, I uh, 100% She's believable. Too. Yeah, 100% believable. That's an art teacher. Oh, yeah. A college art teacher. I oh, say, yeah. Or professor. She did not play. Yeah. And I loved his one night roommate. <laughs> Like she, she had like a really strong she personality was awesome. that was really likable. Oh my god, I loved her. She was the best. Yeah, I love when the, she first comes in, and they're like, "This is kind of strange." And yeah. the roommate's like, "You know, it's I don't a care. The, liberal this... arts school." Yeah, it's like who emphasis cares? Emphasis on the liberal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I really liked. Uh, she didn't give a fuck. Like, honestly, like, aside from this being a scary movie, I was just enjoying it as a movie. Yes. Like, I was enjoying it unrolling into a scary movie. Yes. And I totally shipped those two. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, that's the, that's the thing I really do enjoy about the Insidious series, at least the first, second, and then now this fifth movie, is they are really good at just making it a good, solid story. Mm-hmm. And it's just, the horror element is just like a bonus. Yes. It's a solid movie. Yes. Apart from the horror aspect is what yes. you were saying. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, like, the one thing, and I will say at the end, I really like the fact that they're like, it's not about forgetting what we're capable of. It's like, uh... Like, it's almost like a a parallel to, like, reconciling with mm-hmm. each other. And I really like how they paralleled that. Because I did think that that was, honestly, like, at the end of the second movie, whenever they had them forget again, I was like, how how do they know that this is permanent? Like, and they, of course, demonstrated it. It's like, no, it's not. So it's like, now they've they've resolved it in a way that's like, okay, we're good. Yeah, they had put a band-aid over it before. Right, right. Um, oh, shit, I lost my thought. <laughs> this is great. This is wonderful. I have concerns. Um, so what oh. rating would you give it? So as far as a rating, hmm. Like, this one's difficult. Because, like, as far as story, I was way more interested in the story than the scares. Oh, yeah. And as far as the scares go, I don't feel like they were quite as solid as they had been. But I did enjoy, I don't know, I'm sure you noticed it. Like, whenever Patrick Wilson or Josh was sitting in his car, you saw a figure in the background. Oh, yeah. And I was just staring at it, ready for something to happen, and it never did. Like, I like that they still continue to not go straight into just, like, jump scares. They, like, give you that, like, build up and then don't give you that release. I love that they do that Mm -hmm. and that they've, even five movies in, that they continue to do that. Um, So the scares in this movie definitely aren't as strong as the first two but they're still like they're still a lot better than a lot of other like scary movies on the market um and then the the just the enjoyment of the story itself oh this one's hard i 
I'm dancing between a 7.5 and a 7.75, but I don't think it quite deserves a 7.75, but it is like a very solid 7.5 for me. Like I will be watching this movie again, but I'm going to watch the first two more often, but you know, it could be like a fun, like trilogy. trilogy kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Screw the third and fourth movie. <laughs> that, I mean, you know, canonically, as you yeah. said, they're not like... Uh, in, they're like, chronological. Yeah. 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 Um, but honestly, I feel like you can totally just skip those and just stick with like the first two and then they, the fifth movie. They don't really add much to the series. I know they no. were trying to build more off of Elise and everything, but it just didn't make sense to do so. Yeah. But we'll we'll maybe cover those one day. Yeah. But yeah. Solid, solid movie, especially for being a fifth movie. Oh, yeah. But um, but not as good as the original, too. So rating it was a little easier for me. I give it a solid seven. I will watch it again, but not so much for the horror aspect. It's yeah. The movie itself was, like, the story itself was what I was more watching it for. Yeah. Um, the scares, like you said, are not quite as solid. Um, there weren't, there wasn't as much creep factor as yeah. the first two. Yeah. Like the first two, there were times yeah. where I'd be like, oh my God, like you yes. like really feel it. But this one, I don't, I don't think there was a single moment that was really like creeped out or scared. Yeah. Well, especially with the further. Yeah. Like, like in the, the, the first two movies in the further you would see other figures and other ghosts, essentially, other spirits. And they were just, it was almost like Uncanny Valley. Like, it was just slightly off. And it yeah. was just unnerving. Yeah. We got almost none of that here. Yeah, just got that stupid jump scare at the end of the lipstick demon going ah, through the hole yeah, of the door. That like, that was... Yeah, that yeah. wasn't much... So, and you got to see a little bit of, like, from the past, what happened and everything. But even that didn't quite jive, and we'll get to that yeah, realism. Yeah, like, like, the whole... We'll oh, sorry. to that in the realism. Yep. <laughs> yep. Wait your turn. <laughs> <laughs> but it... The story itself was interesting, and it keeps you engaged. I do like that they did keep some of the the background kind of things, um, like the figure in the car. And also, when he's playing the matching game on the window, yes. you see the guy, I... his dad, yes. across the street, and then he moves the thing back, and then he lifts it up again, and he's right there under the tree. Yeah. And then he puts him down, and then he starts taking them all off, and there's no, there's no guy there in an orange shirt anymore. Yeah, and there's so no release for that. So you start thinking, okay, well, yeah. maybe nothing's actually going to happen. And then the window breaks. So <laughs> they play around with you a little bit there. Mm -hmm. I like that they did kind of resolve some of the issues that he had as well. Like he healed some of his childhood thinking yeah. that his dad abandoned them and everything when really he was trying to get help mm -hmm. and checked himself into a mental institution and then to try to protect his family. He wanted it to end with him. So he ended it 
ended his life or unalived himself, unfortunately. Um, but it obviously didn't end there. Um, and there was that moment at the end of the movie where he got to see his father. Yeah. And there was some resolution there as well. So I like that they they try to make it a point in this movie to destigmatize men specifically getting yeah. mental help. Yeah, and I like that that whole um dynamic with him and then or Josh and his father. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel forced. It felt no, fairly natural. That one felt fairly organic. And I also love that Dalton was the one that suggested, have you ever thought of getting help, maybe? Yeah. Because the dad's like, I'm just powering through. I'll yeah. figure it out. I'm just in a fog. Basically making excuses. Because that's kind of what it was. Yeah. But <sighs> there's been such a a stigma about men getting help and showing emotion and being emotionally mature. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very glad that this movie tries to show that it's, it's good for men to get help as well. <laughs> like yeah. it's okay for them to show emotion. And even with that message, it doesn't feel forced. It really doesn't. Like, cause you, you, you see Josh going through suffering mm-hmm. and it's from that suffering that he realizes like, okay, I, I do need help. I need help. Yeah. <laughs> I need to figure it out. Yeah. And he does try first to see if there's a medical reason versus yeah. psychological of what's going on with him. But once he rules that out, okay, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's something mental that I need help with. That scene was not okay. See that I felt like was one of the more... Eh, kind of scares. Maybe it's because like MRI machines in general just like kind of oog me out because you're like closed in. Yeah, they're not fun. Yeah, I've, I've never been in before. one, but I. They're loud as hell too. Loud as hell, and I didn't get the headphones that he got. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, I, I feel like it wasn't quite necessary personally but it it is interesting how they discover astral projection and he's exploring it and at first it's kind of this cool ability and all and it it's almost a parallel from the the first movie yeah of yeah i floated away tonight i watched myself sleep and then i flew i yeah. flew away um so that was that was a nice little callback there mm-hmm. Of this is a cool little weird dream type thing, and then he realizes it wasn't a dream that really happened. That's really cool. This is yeah. a neat ability. I like how and then there's both danger. Dalton <laughs> and Josh like are able to start doing that just like in completely separate ways. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that was a whole scene with the MRI. Is like yes. Josh was almost like settling like within himself. Mm-hmm. And the ghosts are like, ooh. And like you, I appreciate the resolution of from the the second movie. Because I really didn't like in that one how they basically did, like I said, put a Band-Aid on it. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, that's a temporary measure. I was sitting there wondering, okay, well, even if it does work for them, 
what if Dalton has a kid and they can astral project? And then they're in this whole situation again. Yeah. So that doesn't really fix anything. Yep. It just kind of sweeps it under the rug. And that's basically what happened with the relationship between the parents and even with the dad and the kids because they had seen the dad chasing them around. They didn't explain to them what happened and all and try to fix it. So the mom was basically left alone and trying to keep things together. And that's too much for one person. That's way too much for one person. Yeah. So... It's not surprising that they got divorced. Um, so I, it was sad that that happened, but at the end, it looked like they might have a chance to, to get back together. It yeah. just, they've got some stuff to work out for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was nice. And I really like the progression of the art piece with the door. Yeah, that was. And how you cool. see a figure there and how they use that scene with the hammer. Yeah. That was that was awesome. Yeah. That was well done. So there are things that this movie did really, really well and other things that it fell just a little short yeah. on. Yeah. It definitely fell a little short on the horror thing. I also didn't appreciate the vomit in the face. That was yeah. unnecessary. Again, why do you need to show it? Why? It's just gross. It's not scary it's just disgusting and there's a difference there's a big difference yeah so stop yeah that's even worse than jump scares to me they're on the same level to me (laughs) they're on the same level and there were most of the scares most not all but most of the scares quote-unquote in this movie were jump scares which are annoying but you know (laughs) That's what I got. It's it's just a solid, solid seven for me. <laughs> but for one of the sequels, especially, especially the fifth, fifth, fifth in a series, absolutely amazing. Decent. This is the type of level that yeah. I would expect from a sequel. Oh yeah, honestly, yeah. But their sequel is even like I like their the first. sequel better than the first for sure. Like yeah. I said before, um, this one. Story-wise, I actually think I might prefer it a little more than the second, but all round, I think I prefer the second just a bit more. I do actually prefer this one to the first, though. Oh, really? Mostly for the story, but yeah. Hmm. (laughs) The roommate makes it, man. (laughs) Yeah, she is pretty awesome. (laughs) I love the roommate. She's amazing. Well, and then they, like, expand on the story, like, so solidly before they even bring in the scares. It's just, like... Yeah, you're just you just want to know the story. It's mm-hmm. just they do such a good. I, I wish there's, more horror movies did. There's that. enough juicy lore. Yeah, give us the juice. Yes, <laughs> we want the tea. <laughs> um, oh, realism's a toughie because, like, just like yeah. with the first and second, the way that like the characters interact with each other, their relationships, it feels very realistic, very tangible, like you it's like you've seen these people type of thing or you've gone through a similar situation um so and i i love the fact kind of building upon that i love the fact that they don't make the mom absolutely despise the ex-husband 
Yeah, it's still mostly an amicable relationship. Yeah, like it is. I would say the more majority of divorces, the the pair that is no longer together don't hate each other. Yeah, it's just like you know, if you've lived long enough and you realize you've grown apart or whatever. You you separate. It doesn't have to be this hateful, vengeful thing. And I feel like especially movies are so mm. bad about that. Oh, yeah. For sure. Where, like, well, even yeah. if it's not so much an amicable split, they can still remain civil to right. each other, especially where the kids are concerned. Right. Like, they don't badmouth the other person, especially in front of the kids. Right. Yeah. Like, you can be adults about it. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to be super petty or spiteful or vindictive or anything. Yeah. Now, there are some situations where I can definitely see it being justified. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but on the whole, like you said, the majority of them, you can at least remain civil. Yeah, because I feel like so many movies is like, oh, well, he cheated on me. And oh, then, they lean and, heavily yeah. into the the outlier kind of yeah situations. but it's like it's okay it's like you know if you got married when you were like both 18 or whatever super young and then it's been 10 to 15 years it's like you are not the same person mm -hmm. that you started people grow and change yeah so it's like it's okay if you know you can't stay together mm -hmm. because you're too different or you're it's like you know well it, also a relationship of any kind takes work Right. And not just on one person's part. It is a two-way street. Yeah. But it's also so, the situation where it's like, even with like couples counseling yeah. and stuff, it's like... It happens. It just happens yeah. where you're like, well, you know, we still like each other, but we just can't like... We don't feel that way right. anymore. Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah. So that was really refreshing. Yes, that it was. They, yeah, mm -hmm. made that dynamic. Um As far as, and I really like the way that they had, like, Josh's story go, where it's like, he's obviously struggling, he obviously needs help, but then he also comes to the realization that, it's like, I need help. Mm -hmm. And then the progress of him going, like, oh, I'm going to seek out a doctor. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was really refreshing, too, and that felt, like, realistic. Yes. Um, it's like, I love that they are, like, promoting, like, these healthier versions of reality without like beating you over the, yeah. the head with it of like any sort of it's, messaging. It's not saying you absolutely need to do this. It's yeah. a, these, these options are available. Yeah. If you feel like you need them and it's not a bad thing if you do need a little bit of help. Yeah. There are plenty of people that go to therapy and they don't necessarily need to heal anything. They just want to talk to someone and they want to better themselves and work on themselves. So there's nothing wrong with it at all. Yeah. Um, as far as people goes, I feel like the least realistic person is probably the roommate. But it's like there there are people I know, I've that met are... a couple like them. <laughs> <laughs> that are like eccentric enough that would probably still be like... But she was definitely like pushing into being like... Almost like the uh, Elise's like assistants, where they're like, dude. No, I I picture her as an extrovert that adopts an introvert. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> an extrovert 
finds an introvert that they like and they adopt them. <laughs> and then they're like, I shall help you and we shall do things together. <laughs> fair, and the introvert fair. is like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> um, but it's like, as far as actual realism, I mean, you know, the further and all of that, taking that all into, you know, mm-hmm. away. <laughs> Um, Allowing for yes the further and astral projection stuff. There's really not anything that sticks out as uh, unrealistic. The only thing that was a little bit odd was the fact that um, Dalton and the roommate even became roommates in the first place. It's like I would I would assume that the college that the college isn't going by name as going by gender marker and then um splitting up people from there but i don't know how college dorms i don't work. know never never been to one so but i, I would know. there could be some the out there that maybe they have the option of i don't care yeah that's fair but i'm i'm not entirely sure i would feel like that would be a potential liability for I don't know I don't know potentially I don't know it did feel a little weird but I don't know I still I still loved it though yeah it was it was a funny moment she was definitely my favorite character in the movie (laughs) but um but really the thing that felt the most forced about the movie that I, I don't know if this connects more into realism or entertainment. But it's like in the first and second movie, the second movie was so good at connecting back to the scenes in the first movie. And it feels like 100% believable. And it's like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Like, I'm pretty sure they probably built the... They almost had already the second movie in mind. Mm-hmm. And that's how they were able to get them connected. But with this one, they tried to connect the scenes from the earlier movies to this one. And it just, it didn't, it's like, it didn't really need to be there. Well, also, I'm, if I recall correctly, in the second movie, when Josh gets knocked over, it's Elise that was, like, holding a chair in the further. Mm-hmm. Like, she beat him in the head with a chair. <laughs> Or like uh, when the alarm goes off. So it wasn't Dalton that that tackled him. Or, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like this movie, I don't know why they decided. Like, quit changing the rules. <laughs> it didn't add to the movie at all that they were trying to connect it, it really back. Didn't. Now yeah. the second movie, that it added to it, but with this one, it took away. I feel like. I mean. I could understand him having that flashback so that he could recall what actually happened and make sense of what he was drawing, but have it be from kid Dalton's point of view, it would make more sense. Yeah. And then maybe show that scene of Elise bashing him in the head (laughs) to wake him up. Yeah. So it, it would have more continuity and it would make a bit more sense. So be consistent is what we're asking. <laughs> yeah. That's my biggest complaint. So. Um, oh, man, realism. Oh. I'm just going to commit to 
a 3.5. I give it a 3. Okay. Considering setting aside the further the things. <laughs> Ghost, demons. Yes. And building off of that same universe from the first two movies. It stayed mostly consistent with things and the progression of the interactions and everything made sense, mostly. Um, going into a meditative state for his art, I'm a little surprised that he didn't unlock some of those memories sooner. Yeah. Especially since he seemed really excited to learn from this professor, which means he knew about her and probably watched some videos from her or at least heard about her methods and things. Why wouldn't he have tried some of them beforehand? Fair. Yeah. Um, so the fact that it happened right then in class like, just seems a little convenient and more of a movie's got a movie kind yeah. of moment. Especially since Josh is starting to unlock those memories at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, like, doing it at the same time does... does it was convenient. Quinky dink. For sure. Um, also, the power going out kind of thing. Oh. Why? Yeah. That made no sense. Yeah. None. Um, there weren't enough spirits in the further around campus. When he was doing his little traveling, just personally, from, you know, the previous movies, whenever they would travel, they would see random things wherever they were. So, and you kind of had to, like, not pay attention to them <laughs> and get to where you needed to go quickly. Yeah. But he encountered none <laughs> the first time. Um, he was also able to, like, lift... Was the the piano thing just hovering in the air? <laughs> I mean, in the first two movies, like, the walker would move or something, but it was a quick thing. So I guess they were trying to kind of allude to that or call back to that, but it just seemed a little weird. Yeah. I do like that they they brought her song back into it. Yeah. That was sweet. Um, I don't know. All in all, it just, again, it just kind of misses the mark a little bit. And there's enough little things throughout it that, no. <laughs> um, and even as eccentric... As the the roommate chick is, Chris, <laughs> um, the way the frat guys responded uh, to her made no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Objectively speaking, she's gorgeous. Just saying. Like, there was no reason for them to call her a clown. Yeah. Yeah, I it, didn't understand that. It would have made sense if she was wearing like a ton of makeup or something, like really heavy, gaudy makeup or something. But she was gorgeous. The only thing I can think of, because that whole school was supposed to be a liberal arts school. Is yeah. That right? Yeah. So it's like, I don't understand. I almost feel like it's almost like jocks versus like the liberal arts students. But it's like, but, but they would technically be. Yeah. Because well, then in a later scene, you see that same dude 
with cracked face mask, by the way, <laughs> doing, like, English homework and discussing poems and things with a chick in his room. So... I don't know. Honestly, I, all of Pick the frat boys were, like, really annoying. Yeah. I could have done without yeah. them. <laughs> well, and again, it's, I'm sure not all fraternities are like this, but they do lean heavily into that stereotype with this movie. Yes. We also see maybe three frat guys in that whole house. Yeah. <laughs> did, did they not have the budget for more actors? <laughs> Pull some college students off the street, I'm pretty sure. <sighs> but okay. <laughs> yeah. So I I give it a three for realism. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, it's like overall, like, especially being a fifth movie, we can't harp on this enough. Especially for being a fifth movie. This is, like, a really solid oh, movie. Yeah. And, like, uh, chronologically, it being the third movie, it definitely feels like... A th- it doesn't feel, like, jammed together. No, like, it feels oh. like a natural continuation. Yeah. I love that they use the same actors. Yes. For the kids, especially. Yes. yes. Like, they didn't get brand new people. They legitimately waited ten years <laughs> and used the same actors. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was very nice. So there was still that same chemistry, that organic feeling. Yeah. So that was that was nice. Yeah. So it's like I definitely like if you enjoy the Insidious series, I think this one's like a good a good one to watch if you haven't watched it. Um it is it's not as bad as the the key one and the 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 Elise one and yeah, or are they the same one? I don't well, even really remember like the, the third one. The third one is the girl that like got hit by a car, and it's like an old man that's like trying to. I think I blinked out on that movie. That one I have watched like a handful of times because there are like some good scenes, but it's such a void in my mind. Yeah. But, but we'll get to those at some point eventually, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for joining us today and let us know what you thought of the movie. I I would be really curious to hear your ranking of the Insidious movies. Because um, it's like for me, it's like uh, second one is first. First one is second. Fifth one is third. Third one is fourth. And or sorry. Yeah. Third one is fourth. Fourth one is fifth. For me, as far as <laughs> yep. Anyways, uh, if you'd like to recommend a movie game or tea, you can leave us a comment or join our Discord server. And if you'd like to keep up to date with our content, you can find our link tree listed below. <laughs> we also encourage our viewers that if you are having some troubles in your life, please reach out to someone that can assist. Even if it's just a friend, family member, but mental sources are available as well. Please seek help. It's not, it's not a bad thing. It's okay to not be okay. 
Yeah. I'm definitely one of those people that's like, everybody needs to go to therapy. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> Everyone has something that they need to talk about. <laughs> I, I feel like there is benefit from it, even if you feel like you don't have any trauma that you need to heal. <laughs> yeah. It, it like, gives you the tools to navigate like stressful situations yes, better, even if absolutely. you're not necessarily going through something like super hard yourself. It helps to have someone to talk to, someone objective. To yes, talk someone to. objective. Yes. yes. And also, if you'd like to support us monetarily, we have a Teespring and a PayPal donate button, or we have our affiliate link with Plum Deluxe and Republic of Tea available. Again, it does not affect the price of the tea for either site at all. It just allows us to continue to do what we love. And you'll find all of those sites mentioned linked below. But until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye! Bye.